0: This is Spin Control, a fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl.
1: Spinning, turn a spinning wheel. Make me some of your magic thread. Spinning
0: Hello everybody. Welcome to Spin Control episode 124, Reflection. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. In this episode, I have got some knitting, some more knitting, a bit more knitting, a little tale for you about reflecting on how I ended up in Colorado. Um, I'm all spun up about Instagram. I know, it's crazy. But of course, we should start this episode off with some updates. Last time I recorded, I recorded from the Rocky Mountain National Park and ended up having a fantastic fantastic week-long adventure in the park and it was great to camp with some of my Nick girls and we just really had a great time I mean it was absolutely perfect completely disconnected no actual like cell service or internet or anything like that it was great and you know we had like daily visits from chipmunks we happened to be at one of the park's lakes when a family of moose decided to make an appearance so that was pretty cool a little scary because for some reason people lose their mind around wild animals and have a tendency to forget that they are wild animals so me and my crew kept a nice safe distance and for some reason there was like two teenage boys and in another occasion this teenage girl who ended up within about five or six feet of a little tiny baby moose and mama was right there so thankfully nobody was hurt but but while the animals are not attractions <laughs> you need to be careful around them and try not to disturb them when they are doing their thing so that was it was it was cool to see them a little bit scary to see the human beings misbehaving but everyone came out of it unscathed which was really really good but overall the trip was just fantastic the last night that we were there we got a bunch of rain which kind of ruined our campfire knitting plans but other than that the whole week was fantastic. The temperature was perfect. The weather was great. uh, The company was even better than that. It was awesome. Really, really enjoyed it. I think the next camping trip we are trying to take is we are going to see if we can adventure to Taos for their little festival that they have every year in October. It's pretty small, but there's some beautiful camping areas out there and I know some of my knit girls hit it up every year and this will be our first time camping not our first time in taos but our first time camping and the boy really enjoys that trip because there's a ton of mountain biking trails out there unlike the rocky mountain national park where there are no biking trails like if he wants to bike he's on the road so he enjoys the trip to taos we've done that a couple times so it's really cool and we're going to try to hit that up in october of this year so that should be wonderful what else has been going on so I know I just keep telling you how much that my girls are growing up like faster than you can even imagine, right? So when I started the podcast, it was 2010. So that means Itty Bitty was nine years old and Bird was 12 when I started the podcast. Wow. So it's been a really long time. So now they're 20 and 23. And so Bird is now like a grown up. (laughs) She has her first full time Real, full employee position, which is cool. Except, you know, there's some stressful things that she's still trying to to overcome. Like, you know, that adulting stuff, like electing benefits, <laughs> paying your own insurance, and things like that. She's still living with us. She's trying to live with us till like the end of the year, unless she ends up with a, like a roommate opportunity that would make moving to another city more affordable. So that's kind of what she's looking at right now. So she's saving what she would be paying on rent. You know, it's a good way for her to stockpile some cash so she can springboard herself into adulthood with some savings. So that's cool. I'm glad we can help her out with that. And Itty Bitty will be moving out of the college dorms this coming semester and into her first apartment. Ooh, it's like a student apartment, but still. The Yeah, the dorms on campus at her university were like prison cells they had like concrete walls and there was no real climate control so she was like sweating all the time inside her dorm room even when she was trying to sleep like year round even in the dead of winter when it's like 20 something degrees outside she was just boiling in the dorms all the time so it'll be nice to have an apartment where she's got a little bit more freedom and it's definitely a nicer environment and more conducive and she has a great roommate that she ended up with just kind of randomly as her roommate when she lived in the dorms. So that's cool. So they've already lived together and that should be wonderful. They're just getting so old, right? All right. And the only other thing going on in this area is the weather, right? So it's been, this is the hottest part of the year. I think it's really the only time I don't enjoy living in Colorado, but that's only because we don't have air conditioning in our home. It's just kind of how it is. We've got no AC. So when it gets like 80 degrees in my house during the day, it's super uncomfortable for sleeping. Other than that, I absolutely love it here. But there's like a one or two week period during every year, every summer where it's sleeping is just like treachery. So we're kind of in the middle of that right now. I think today is going to be the hottest day of the year so far. Hopefully I can sleep because tomorrow will be just awful if I did not sleep the night before. So fingers crossed for me. And it looks like, hmm, that's just about all I've got going on in updates. And now it's on to spin a tale. So I wanted to take this opportunity to look back on all of the events that happened four years ago that led to me and the family packing up and moving to Colorado. It was 2017. Um, in the summer actually like July 1st through 10th so like right around this time four years ago this week we all met up at my brother's house who lives like two miles from me now for the 4th of July and his birthday and my mom insisted that all of us come like so all of my nieces and nephews you know my brothers and their children and their wives and my mom and my dad all like attacked my brother's house and we all stayed there which was hilarious because there's Quite a few nieces and nephews, but you know, a lot of sleeping bags and sleeping in, like the kids get to sleep outside in tents and things like that. So that was pretty cool. So we all spent seven to 10 days at his house, just celebrating, enjoying the weather, being together, you know, getting to know Colorado just a little bit. And Itty Bitty actually stayed with him for a month after that. Like we dropped her off that week and she came here for, to do some hockey camp, right? To improve her hockey skills. So that was pretty cool. Within about three weeks of returning home, like the straw that broke the camel's back got laid down on me. And I, you know, you're not supposed to talk negatively about former employers, but the CEO of my company, um, the NSA initiated an investigation into her activities and her behavior for fraud, right? So everything else that had been going on and it was kind of a toxic environment for itty bitty because of some tragic things that happened like the year before that she was having a struggle getting over and it had sunk her into a deep depression. And then to like top it all off, everything that was going on at work. And I just broke down and cried. And I asked the boy if we could leave Maryland. And I left it up to him. I said, we can either go back to St. Louis area where he's from and all his family is, or we can throw caution to the wind, pack up and move to Colorado where my brother was. And so it was hilarious. So his response was, I only want to have to move once. So let's go to Colorado. (laughs) So we did literally. So by the end, it was the first week in August, the boy and itty bitty, like packed up all her stuff and headed west so that she could start school on time in her new high school. And I did ask her to, because I mean, she was rolling up into her junior year in high school. And I mean, that's a big deal. Like. She'd been in Maryland since she was in, I think, sixth grade. And she was rolling up into her junior year in high school. And I said, okay, if you want to stay here, we will stay here for you. But if not, we're leaving. And she said, let's go to Colorado. And it was, I mean, she got ripped away from the friends she that she had remaining. But I think that it was just a transition she needed to get on with her life and to help her get over her mourning and to pull her out of the depression that she was stuck in, at least help her in an environment that was more conducive to her healing. So, so yeah, so literally packed up the whole family, moved to Colorado in about three weeks of time from visiting. And it only took us about three weeks after visiting Colorado to decide we wanted to pack up and move there. And so here we are. I absolutely love it here. I love the weather. I love the, where I live. I love being close to my brother. He is eight years older than I am. So I was 10 when he left home at 18 to join the military. So we really didn't have much of a relationship because I mean, literally, I was in elementary school when he moved away. And this is the first time, actually, this is the first time since 1996 that I've even been able to live in close proximity to family. So, I mean, just overall, our move to Colorado is something i have zero regrets in and i honestly couldn't be happier it's the best decision we've ever made in this edition of spinning my wheels i really 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 have been knitting a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot and you know what's crazy It's totally Tour de Fleece and I absolutely 100% spaced it and did not plan a single thing for Tour de Fleece. How crazy is that? I have been spinning every day, but like I didn't set any goals. I didn't like pick a project and take it on. I've really just been knitting. Not that that's a bad thing, right? Because I'm finishing things. Okay, so I finished my rubric shawl. So in the last episode, I told you that rubric, well, I apologize to you because rubric was a whole lot of garter stitch and i said it was super boring however when i got back into knitting it i realized it wasn't super boring i I remembered that it wasn't super boring so there were enough color changes and things like that in the shawl that it kept my interest and kept me going like i had milestones so i was able to see my progress and things like that and and if i can't see progress then that's when something loses my interest so all the color changes really really helped me stay motivated and being able to see my progress was super, super helpful. But it turns out Rubric, because it's garter stitch and doesn't require a whole lot of concentration, it was perfect for fireside knitting. Yeah, so I like power knitted on Rubric when we were camping and it was pretty fantastic and it was absolutely perfect for that. So it would make perfect TV knitting, movie knitting, and, you know, social knitting if you're trying to hold a conversation and don't need to worry about like super complex things actually someone commented the other day that rubric would be the perfect pattern to learn intarsia because the color changes are pretty simple and straight lines so it's not super complicated but it's a great introduction to intarsia and i would 100 percent agree with that and i really did thoroughly enjoy knitting it and it is finished so the thing about garter stitch i learned oh what was the name cobblestone The cobblestone sweater, I made that for the boy a million years ago. And you know, it's got like the whole, the whole yoke and top of the shoulders is garter stitch. After I knit that for him and when I went to block it, uh, that was like the first real garter stitch thing I had done with that much garter stitch in it. When I went to block it, it was horrible. Like it stretched out so bad. I was like, oh my gosh, like my brain fried. I'm like, what am I even gonna do with this? So with rubric, I did not dip in water. steam blocked it and in the pattern like when it was getting published with nitpicks I'm like hey let's not recommend that people straight up wet block this highly recommend that much garter stitch not be dropped in a tub of water because I could just imagine how difficult it would be to get it back into its rectangular shape. Yeah so I steam block and I might even be like a steam block cheater. Um I typically just use my iron and my ironing board and so I have a small ironing board that sits on a tabletop. And I'll use that in the craft room on one of my workspaces. And so I'll just steam block a section at a time that fits over the the ironing board width. And then like fold it neatly on the other side as I'm working my way down the project. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a steam block cheater. I didn't lay the whole thing out. I just kind of draped it over the, the ironing board. Steam blocked a section. Let it dry. Then shifted it to the next section and just went that whole way. It is 80 something inches long so it took a minute to to steam block but that's okay because i just i don't think i could handle the tragedy of dropping that bad boy in water and and watching it stretch to who knows what but i'm super pleased with it and it is done and i'm very very happy what else have i finished one of the projects that i took with me to camping was the knit pumpkins i'm gonna pause for a second because i'm actually gonna look it up okay so i paused the recording and as i paused the recording The boy walked in home from work and the girl came upstairs from work and they totally interrupted me. So I'm downstairs. I've totally changed my environment. So if the audio changed, that is why. So I was spinning while I recorded, but now I'm going to wind some yarn. So I hope it's not too squeaky. (laughs) Okay. So back to the knit pumpkins. So I knit, I finished three of, I finished part, rewind. I finished the knitting on three of six knit pumpkins that I intend to make. So the knit pumpkin pattern I'm using is Knit Pumpkins 2 by Stacy Likefeld, And she has a shop on Ravelry under the name Fit Food Art. And she's also on Instagram as Fit Food Art. So I only finished three while I was at camping because I ran out of yarn-ish. So I was gonna do three colors of pumpkins, two pumpkins in each color in two different sizes. So I would have a set in medium size, a set in small, and but only out of three colors but one of the colors i didn't have enough yarn to make two pumpkins so now what i need to do so i'm going to end up making six pumpkins total in six different colors because i'm just a weirdo that way but it's really fun and easy knit it's only like 32 rounds and the pattern's really simple so i said i finished the knitting because i still have to do the finishing i need to stuff them And add a stem, and then they'll be done once I find the yarn that I want to use for the remaining couple of pumpkins. So, one of the yarns that I used was a very, and this is the one I ran out of, it was a very, very small amount of hand spun yarn that I had made a bajillion years ago. Like it was one of the early, early, early spins. So, it was all coiled and super thick and thin, but the other two colors coordinated with it perfectly. It had I would say some gray black and gold color in it so i have a gray pumpkin and then i also have a goldy orange pumpkin and it's just kind of perfect so that is like the centerpiece that i'm coordinating the yarn with for the remainder of my three pumpkins that i still need to knit but i did enjoy it and i have to go upstairs and get my notebook because i forgot that all right and now i have my notebook so i can remember what the heck i plan to talk about so the next thing that i've been working on of course Is the boyfriend socks. I love the boy and I want to make him socks. But they're not getting as much love as they probably deserve. They are progressing slowly but surely. But I've been a little distracted and working on a few other things like the pumpkins and rubric. I was like power knitting rubric. I really wanted that done. But they are progressing. I'm not mad at them. And it's all good. And that makes me happy. Of course. What else? So I did cast on a new pair of socks on July 1st. One of the dyers that I really, really like who makes striped sock yarn is Mud Punch. And she is doing a summer Mud Punch knit along. And the rules are minimal. You know, you, you should knit with Mud Punch. And I already had her yarn in my stash and you can knit whatever you want. So I'm just doing like my plain Jane toe up sock. I'm gonna try a little bit of slip stitch detailing just to make like add a little bit more interest and see how that goes with the color transitions. So that's pretty cool. Cast those on, finish two toes and am working through the foot now on both of those. And it's like not a fast cow. So I think I'll be okay because the deadline is not until August 31st and we cast on on July 1st. So I did cast on on time and I posted my pictures. Super happy about that. And the other thing that has been distracting me from other kinds of crafting and from things like the boy socks is more swatching. So I swatched for like four different ideas that I had in my head before the last episode. Now I'm like absolutely totally in love with two of my design ideas. And I'm just trying to work out some of the details. Like one is a triangular shawl and I want to knit it in a fall color, but I don't know what color. So I'm going to swatch in three different colors to see which I like best for the season. So we'll see how that goes. I did do a little uh, focus group test with the swatch for the triangular shawl. I took it to camp with me and got some feedback from my girls and, and I think it's gonna be a hit. I really like it. I can't wait to knit like a whole shawl versus just the swatches I'm working on right now. So I'm excited about that one. And then another one is just a rectangular shawl with a pretty cool stitch pattern. And what I need to do with that is decide what I want to do with an edging. I think it needs an edging in a high contrast color based on where I got the inspiration for it. So that's what I'm doing like right now is I'm testing a couple different edges to see what I think will work best with the final product. Awesome. I don't think the triangular shawl needs an edging, but I think once I get to the edge, (laughs) I'll figure it out. Right now, as it's looking right now, I don't think it's gonna need an edge, maybe just a little detail of some sort like a tassel, or knots on the corners, or something like that, but I don't think it's going to need a full-on edging. There's enough interest in the pattern itself that I think it'll be good just the way it is. So we'll have to see how that goes. So I have a lot of big plans, as you can see, here in the future. Lots of stuff coming up, and I'm still like super excited and motivated about knitting, and you can't hear it in the background because I did decide that uh, winding yarn would be way too squeaky. While I recorded. So I'm just kind of standing here in the craft room talking to myself. <laughs> uh, okay. I usually prefer to be a little bit more multitasking while I am recording. But it's just not going to happen this time. All right. And that's all that's going on. and spinning my wheels. Brace yourselves, people. I am all spun up about reels on Instagram. <laughs> I know. It's probably pretty lame but I can't help myself. So listen, um, when I went to the last trip to my mom's house at the end of May, somehow, I don't know if it was in the airport or something, or if it was something that one of my daughters shared with me, but I ended up rabbit holing in reels for like ever, like during that whole trip. So I kind of had to try to pace myself and do intentional engagement and intentional viewing of Instagram reels. But because I started seeing like all of these nitty and crafty reels, I couldn't help myself, but I started making (laughs) some, I feel like a complete dork when I'm doing it, but I'm also having a really, really great time making and editing these little videos. It's a lot of fun. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it'd be cool if you did. And maybe you could check some of those out and see exactly what kind of a dork I totally am. And You know, I'm not going to ask for goodness. I'm really having a good time doing it. I may totally actually suck at it, but it's still fun and I'm enjoying it. Well, it looks like I've done it again. It is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. But before I do that, I want to take a minute to say hello to A.A. Wren. She may not actually listen to this episode, but... Itty Bitty told me that AA Ren found my podcast and has been listening to it. AA Ren is Itty Bitty's very bestest friend. She is our ginger ninja and we absolutely love her. So AA Wren, if you're there, I love you and I miss you. And I can't wait till you come to visit us again. All right. So the song that's going to be leading us out today is called Starting Over by Chris Stapleton. And actually hearing this song was what got me thinking about and reflecting on the relocation to Colorado and I think it's just I get all the feels about that relocation back again when I hear this song and I hope you enjoy it. As always you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com You can email me at shiloh at foreverhandmade.com Catch me on Ravelry and Instagram at foreverhandmade Thanks
1: again guys I will talk to you soon Well the road rolls out like a welcome night place than the one we're at And I ain't got no kind of plan But I've had all this town I can stand And I got friends out on the coast We can jump in the water and see what flows We've been saving for Feel cold and dark, but nobody wins afraid of losing, and the hard roads are the ones worth choosing. Someday we'll look back and smile.